Hi everyone and welcome to the Feel Your Bowl podcast. Each week I'm going to bring you new episodes which will inspire you to jump out of your comfort zone and ditch society's expectations of what's normal. This podcast is designed for anyone who wants to fill up their bowl in all areas of their life, whether that's physically, mentally, spiritually or emotionally. If you're finally ready to jump on the self-love train and opt out of what society expects of you, then you're in the right place. I want to bring you raw and honest conversations on mental health, relationships, navigating life in your 20s and healing your relationship with food, exercise and your body and lots more. Grab a coffee, turn the volume up and let's get started with today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and remember, what's the one thing you'll regret not doing when you're 80 years old? Now go do it. Hi everyone, welcome back to another Fill Your Bowl podcast episode. Thank you so much as always for having me in your ears today. I really do appreciate it and I really hope the content that I'm putting out there is resonating and inspiring someone to heal their relationship with food because this is the most important relationship you are going to have in life. Your relationship with yourself and your relationship with your body and your relationship with food because you are the one that has to live with yourself and live with your body and we all got to eat <laughs> every single day. We've all got to eat food. So the more we can be at peace with eating food and fueling our body and not only fueling our body physically, but mentally and emotionally as well, the more we can just live a, a happier and more peaceful and content life. And isn't that what we all want? We all are striving to just find peace and to feel content in life and when you do the work to truly heal your relationship with yourself and food I I really do believe that you can find that that peacefulness that you are looking for I know I did and today's podcast episode is going to be on a topic that we hear many, many people in the wellness space using or saying. This topic it is a phrase and we hear many, many people saying it. I do anyway. Being in this space and following people that do similar things to what I do on Instagram, I hear it over and over again. And it is the phrase, trust your body trust your body, trust the process, and you know, all of that jazz. So today we are going to talk about building body trust, because it's one thing to say, just trust your body, just trust the process. But how, how do I trust that my body knows what to do? If I eat a little bit more than what I usually do, that my body knows what to do with that food, it knows how to digest that food, it knows how to absorb those nutrients. And the more I am studying nutrition, the more I am learning, the body is freaking smart. The body is so clever and it really does know what to do with the food that you feed it. So this podcast episode is for anyone that is feeling a little bit lost, a little bit out of touch with their body and they don't know how to listen to their body. They don't know how to trust their body. They don't know what the signals feel like that their body is sending them. They don't know what their body is trying to tell them. 
okay? This podcast episode is for you. If you are wanting to build that body trust and you just don't know how, because we, we've all heard this phrase, just listen to your body, trust your body. And it really is an incredibly difficult thing to do when we have been brought up in a society that is obsessed with diet culture and we are surrounded by million dollar corporations telling us why we can't trust our body and why we need their supplement or why we need their meal replacement if we want to be able to control our weight because our body and just us in general, we cannot be trusted to control our weight because we have no willpower and we lose control when we are faced with certain foods. Diet culture and these huge corporations, they want you to think that you need their product in order to be able to control your weight, in order to be happy, in order to look the way that you want to look. Because without their product, you have no willpower and you are a failure and you are not good enough. And they feed off of this insecurity. This is how they are surviving. This is how they are making so much money because they feed off of your insecurity and they don't want you to trust your body because the more you trust your body and your own internal instincts, the more you do not need their product and the less money they are making and they will not survive. If they are not making money, then they will go out of business. And of course, they don't want that. They, they want to make money. So they are going to do whatever they can to get that money from you. And unfortunately, that comes to feeding off of your insecurities. And I know it is not easy to let go of the illusion of control that an eating disorder or diet culture provides, because that is exactly what it does. Diet culture, your eating disorder, it makes you think that you are in control. It is telling you that if you just do X, Y, Z, then you will look this way and you will be happy and you will be good enough and you will be lovable and everything will be fine. And, you know, you'll you'll go through life and nothing bad is going to happen and you, you're just going to be happy. Like the end goal is to just be happy, isn't it? And a lot of the time when people want to lose weight, they think they are going to be happier. They think they're going to be more lovable and good enough. And they think their overall life is just going to improve. So diet culture will make you think that you are in control of your weight. And I'm here to tell you that that is something you cannot always control because there are many factors that are going to come into play when it comes to your weight and many factors that are going to affect your weight on not only a daily, but a weekly, a monthly, a yearly basis. And so let's go through what some of these factors are, just so you can see that you can't always control exactly what you weigh. So some of these factors might be genetics, your environment, your hormones, your stress levels, what you eat and your lifestyle as well. Um, How much movement you are doing, not just working out, but just in general, how much movement are you doing? Are you going up and down stairs all of the time? Are you walking to places instead of driving? Like, what is your general lifestyle like? Your cultural background, some medications as well whether you have any medical conditions, whether you smoke, whether you drink alcohol. Can you see that there are so many factors that affect your weight and not all of them you can control? You can't control your genetics. And we all have a set point weight that our body likes to be at. And our body likes to be at this weight when we are not engaging in any disordered eating behaviors. 
So if you need to engage in disordered eating behaviors in order to maintain a smaller body, then I'm sorry, but that is not the weight your body wants to be at, okay? And so your set point weight is the weight your body wants to be, not the weight that you want your body to be. I hope that makes sense. So your set point weight is the weight that your body wants to be, not the weight that you want your body to be. So we are going off track a little bit here, but it is all relevant and shifting the trust from external factors like your eating disorder and diet culture to your internal inner body wisdom is vital to healing your relationship with food and your body. You want to get to a place where you can trust your body to do its job. And that means trusting your hunger and fullness cues. And a lot of the time when you have been living in diet culture mentality or you are experiencing an eating disorder, you engage in eating disorder behaviors, uh, disordered eating behaviors, you might have lost touch with your hunger and fullness cues. So I want you to go back and listen to my podcast episode on responding to physical hunger using the hunger fullness scale, because this will help you reconnect and regulate your hunger and fullness cues again. So the big question is, how do I start building body trust? And the first thing you need to do, you need to address your negative body image. Okay, this is at the center of most fad diets and disordered eating behaviors. Diet culture, like I said before, it feeds off your insecurity. And usually you are on a diet because you want to change something about your body. And so you use food and exercise as your two tools to try and alter the way that you look. And so in order to start trusting your body again, you need to step away from this diet culture mentality. And so you need to address your negative body image because your negative body image is what is driving you to want to start that new diet and to want to restrict food and to want to overexercise because you think that is going to heal all of your problems that you have with your body, but it's not. Okay, it is not because if you were, if you are not doing the internal work, as well as the external work, nothing is going to change for you because you can lose weight and it is still not good enough. It's still not good enough for diet culture. It's still not good enough for your eating disorder and you want to lose more and more and more and it will never be good enough. So you need to address your negative body image. So let's discuss some ways that you can start practicing accepting your body exactly as it is. And this is not easy work. We are brought up in a society where you are not supposed to like your body. So it is so foreign to so many of us to start liking our body and to start doing the work to get to that place where we are very neutral towards our body and we don't hate it, we don't love it, but we're just neutral towards it. It just is. And so some things that you can do to start addressing your negative body image are number one, bring awareness to the way you speak about yourself. A lot of the time people don't even realize how negative they are talking about themselves. And the way you talk about yourself matters. When you become more aware about the way you are speaking about yourself, you can see how nasty you are being towards your body. Would you ever say those same words to someone you love? That is a question I love to ask people. Those words you were saying about your own body. Imagine if someone you loved said those words to you about their body. What would you say? You would tell them they are being ridiculous. 
you would not agree with them. The way you speak about yourself, it becomes an automatic habit. So when you see yourself in the mirror, your thoughts are already wired to go instantly to the negative self-talk. But the good news is you can change this by practicing positive self-talk. And one way to do that is to show more gratitude towards your body. And this may feel really weird at first, but I used to do this every single morning. I would journal in my notepad and I would write down three things that I was grateful for for my body. And I did that every single day without fail. And it could be as simple as I am thankful for my legs for getting me to and from my favorite coffee shop this morning. I am grateful for my hands for holding the cup of coffee. I am grateful for my arms that allow me to take part in my hobbies like arts and crafts. It can be anything, anything that you are grateful for. I am grateful for my toes for allowing me to balance and and do yoga. It can be anything. So I'm going to challenge you to start writing down three things you are grateful for that your body does for you every single day. Another way to address your negative body image is to ditch any diet culture narratives that you have, especially the narrative that being skinnier will make you happier. Okay, we have all told ourselves this narrative. So if being skinnier will make you happier, why are you still struggling with your mental health? Why are so many people in smaller bodies, living in smaller bodies, still struggling with their mental health if this narrative is true? And I know why. It is because happiness has nothing to do with the way you look and it has everything to do with how content are you with your life? Happiness is an inside job and it comes from within. So we need to do the inner work because changing our external world is not going to make us happy internally if we have not done any of the internal work. Some other ways to address negative body image are to cleanse your social media feed and get rid of anything that makes you feel like shit. Okay, quite quite simply, anything that makes you feel like shit unfollow them. You do not need that negativity in your life and start following accounts that lift you up and make you feel good about yourself and just give you positive and inspiring content that makes you want to do better for yourself and to improve your relationship with yourself and your body and food. Next, we can wear clothes that actually fit and don't be afraid to size up, okay? Stop holding on to last year's jeans and telling yourself that they are your motivation to lose weight because those jeans are not motivation. And if anything, they are becoming more and more detrimental to your mental health. So don't be afraid to wear loose clothes for a while as you get used to your body changing. Wearing tight-fitting clothes can keep your focus on your body for the duration of wearing those clothes. And this can then result in negative feelings towards your body. And so you want to take the focus away from your body. Okay, your body just is. Okay, it's not good. It's not bad. It just is. Something else I want you to stop doing is judging other people's bodies, okay? When you are judging, you are projecting, and that is not okay. Someone else's body has nothing to do with you. When you are judging other people, you are keeping yourself stuck in comparison mode, which is exactly what you want to step away from. So catch yourself. The next time you notice your thoughts turning towards judging someone else's body, catch yourself. Question this judgment. Where has it come from? Were you taught it? Why am I feeling the need to judge that other person's body? Is it coming from my own insecurities? Start getting curious. Don't judge yourself either. Just get curious. Just be really curious with yourself about where this judgment is coming from. 
And then once you know where it comes from, you can start to address it and you can start to heal it and you can start to do the work to reframe your mindset. Okay, something else that you can do to address negative body image is to focus on health instead of weight, okay? we I've said it so many times in this podcast episode already, but health and weight are two different things. So start separating the two. And then do something that makes your body feel good every single day. Every day, I want you to write a list right now. Get out a notepad and pen and write a list. What are some things that make you feel really, really good? It could be something like uh, going for coffee with a friend, picking up a new skill, reading your favorite book, a walk along the beach, five minutes in the sun, meditating, some yoga, some stretching, anything that just makes you feel good, start practicing it every single day. Because you want to be filling your time with more of the things that lift you up and less of the things that are bringing you down. Okay, we are going to move on now and continue discussing ways that you can start building body trust. So the first one was to address your negative body image because that is what is driving you to be stuck in diet culture and to follow through with the eating disorder behaviors and potentially eventually end up with an eating disorder. Um, Number two, you've really got to heal your relationship with food. Okay, you need a wide range of nutrients, you need to start addressing your food habits, and to start including a wider variety in your diet, because disordered eating and diets that are extremely restrictive can lead to malnutrition. And this can mean that you might your body might not be functioning optimally, especially your cognitive functioning, like it might not be functioning optimally, if it is malnourished. And this can then affect many things like your hormones, your serotonin levels might be lower because you are just not getting the nutrients it needs to create this hormone. Um, Your gut might be out of balance. And so you are experiencing some digestion issues because of that. Or maybe your mental health is just not doing very well right now. And again, linked to the the hormone production, not producing any serotonin, which is your happy hormone. And so you're just feeling a little bit low lately. If your body is not getting the nutrients that it needs to carry out every single biological process in the body, then you are going to suffer for it. And you're going to suffer from it in the form of symptoms, either psychological symptoms or physical symptoms. And I imagine if you are listening to this podcast, you probably have a particular list of foods that you avoid because you think they are bad or you just don't trust yourself around these foods. So you avoid them because you think you have no willpower. So working through your food fears alone will help you build trust over time. And it is one of those things where it's like you have to just do it to see how it works and to get the effects. Like you have to do it and you have to do it over and over and over and over again. It took me a while to get to that moment where I could eat whatever my body wanted in that moment and to not fear that I was going to gain weight and to trust that my body knew exactly what to do with that food. And if I did gain weight, then who cares? That was something else that I really had to unpack. What was so bad about weight gain? And if I gained that weight, maybe it was because my body needed to gain that weight. And gaining that weight was the healthiest thing that I could do for myself. 
Because if I had to engage in disordered eating behaviors in order to maintain a smaller body, I didn't want it. I got to that point where I just truly didn't want it because that smaller body wasn't making me happy. And I got to that point where I just learned that being skinnier does not equal being happier. And at the end of the day, I wanted a healthy relationship with food and a healthy relationship with food meant that I trusted my body to do its thing and to give me the signals and tell me when it was hungry and tell me when it was full and to tell me when it was craving something. And I trusted that I would listen to that. And the only way I built that trust was to practice doing it over and over and over again and just relearning about myself and my body. And I do just want to say here as well that your body heals faster than your mind. Okay, so you can gain weight and you can look okay to everybody else, but internally you are still struggling. And that is totally normal. It's totally normal for your body to heal faster than your mind because your mind needs nourishment. Your mind needs nutrients. It needs food in order to function optimally. And it takes a while to get there. And it also needs the internal work of positive affirmations. And reframing your mindset so your thoughts are more aligned to the way you want to be feeling in life. And when you challenge this fear food over and over and over again, you will begin to see how you can trust your body. And your body knows exactly what to do with the food that you are giving it. Your body doesn't want 50 donuts. And I know some people listening to this might say, well, I can't give myself the food that I actually want to eat because then I won't stop. I will just keep on going and I won't stop. And yes, maybe you will. And do you know why you won't stop? because you have restricted that food for so long and your body doesn't trust you. So your body is terrified that you are going to restrict again. And so the more you stop restricting and you start giving your body what it needs, your body will start to trust you. And so it's not going to be pumping out hormones saying, I need more, I need more, I need more, I need more donuts. Like it's not going to do that because your body doesn't want to eat 50 donuts every single day. That is not going to make you feel good. And this is when it is so important to be mindful and to keep checking in with your body. You can check in with your body at the start of a meal. You can check in with your body three quarters of the way in or a quarter of the way in, half at, at the halfway point. You can keep checking in with your body. How is it feeling? How are you feeling physically? How are you feeling mentally? Is it feeling full? Is it not feeling full? Are you feeling like you need a little bit more sweetness in the meal? Are you feeling like you needed more savory and you actually, you chose a sweet meal, but you actually needed more savory? Like the more you start to become mindful when you are eating different foods, the more you will learn about yourself and you'll learn about what foods you like and don't like and what your body is craving and what it isn't craving and what food portions work for you and what times of days you prefer to eat at, what times of days that you don't tend to get hungry at, you'll begin to see a pattern. And it is okay when you have been restricting food for so long and you've been on fad diet after fad diet, you maybe have been engaging in eating disorder behaviors, it, you might binge at first. And that is the reality of it. You might binge at first. And then over time, as I mentioned before, as your body starts to trust you, as your body starts to regulate itself and your hunger and fullness hormones, they start to regulate themselves it will become more ordinary and your body will start craving vegetables. It will start craving a salad and you will eat a salad and it won't be because you are restricting. It will be because your body has told you, this is what I need right now. I need a salad. 
And your body will crave these foods. I know at the minute you are probably eating fruit and vegetables and foods that are more nutrient dense because you feel like that's what you should be eating to be healthy. But deep down, you are just feeling deprived and you are craving that pizza or those French fries or that chocolate bar. When you heal your relationship with food, all of those foods have a place. You can eat the salad and not feel restricted. You can then have a chocolate bar after that salad. And it doesn't mean that you've gone off the rails. It doesn't mean that the salad didn't count. The salad still counts. And you can eat the salad to nourish your body physically and then eat the chocolate bar to nourish your body mentally. Okay, I don't know if I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here, but I hope you are staying with me and something here is clicking for you. Um, Another thing that is really important when you are building body trust is to regulate your hunger and fullness hormones. And so I have done a previous podcast episode on responding to physical hunger. So I would definitely go back and listen to that podcast episode. I'm also going to do another podcast episode on the four different types of hunger and how you can respond to these four different types of hunger. And maybe when you are regulating your hunger and fullness cues, you might need to work with a professional that can help you do this because it can be difficult. And I I definitely lost trust in my body to know when I was full or to know when I was hungry. I didn't know what the signs and signals were. So I needed to learn about this and I needed to work with someone that could really help me with learning about this. I didn't know that when I felt dizzy or when I felt lightheaded that that was because I was actually hungry. I hadn't made those two connections. Connections. I just thought, oh, hungry is when your your stomach, um, your stomach just growls. That's hunger. I hadn't made the connection that there are other signs and symptoms that your body gives you to tell you you are hungry that are not just your stomach growling. Another one might be you are constantly thinking about a certain food. If you are constantly thinking about that piece of cake that maybe your mum cooked a cake and you're thinking about that cake constantly all day, all week, and you're not allowing yourself to eat it. Your body is hungry for that cake. It is sending you a signal, which is why you can't stop thinking about it. And you might not be physically hungry for that cake, but there is such thing as taste hunger or mental hunger. You are mentally hungry for that cake. So if you just give yourself permission to eat that cake, you can eat it and then just move on with your day without having an entire week of your thoughts being consumed by that that piece of cake. What a waste of time when you think about it. You've wasted an entire week thinking about cake that you haven't allowed yourself to eat, but you probably ended up eating it at the end of the week anyway, when you could have just had it at the start of the week and been done with it and not have your thoughts controlled by that piece of cake. Okay, so please go back and listen to that podcast episode. And like I said, I'll be I'll be doing another podcast episode on the four types of hunger. So you can listen to that one as well and learn about the different types of hunger that we have and how we can respond to it. And finally, I want you to get out of your head with some grounding exercises and some grounding exercises that I absolutely love are things like deep breathing or just doing a short meditation. It doesn't need to be 20 minutes. It can be three minutes or five minutes. You can set a timer on your phone for three minutes and just sit in, sit, listen to, I don't know, a song that you like. I think meditation, people often think that you need to sit with your legs crossed, uh, hands on your hands on your knees and palms facing up, but it doesn't have to be that meditation can just be mindfulness. It can just be being in the moment 
just being. So it can it can be cooking, it can be going for a walk, it can be sitting, um, listening to a music that you like, or you can listen to a guided meditation. There are so many on Spotify and Google, just Google meditations and hundreds will come up. So you want to tune out diet culture noise and tune in to the natural signals that your body is giving you. And something else I just thought of was you want to remove what reinforces distrust with your body. So let me explain. What is making you not trust your body? Sometimes it might be mirrors. It might be scales. It might be old photos. It might be social media and magazines. So you want to get rid of anything in your mental or physical space that reinforces bad feelings about your body. Because Like step number one, we want to address negative body image and we want to get rid of anything that makes us feel negative about ourselves and start lifting ourselves up so we are feeling good about our body because we don't need to change our body physically to have a better body image. Like you don't. You can do the internal work and improve your body image and your confidence without changing your body physically in any way. So follow people on social media that help you tune into your body and listen to its signals and empower you and lift you up. And remember that it takes time, it takes determination and it takes patience. Be patient with yourself. Come from a place of curiosity, not judgment. We are all just trying to do our best here. We are all just floating through life, trying to do our best, trying to find happiness, trying to find peace, trying to feel content. We all have this same goal and you've just got to be a little bit kinder and softer and more compassionate with yourself. So the more you can tune out the world and tune in to your inner body wisdom and the signals that your body is giving you, then the more you can feel at peace with yourself and your body and the more you can trust your body and trust that it it knows what to do. It knows how to keep you healthy. It knows how to keep you fit. You just have to learn the tools to support it in doing so. And as always, working with a professional can help you so much with doing this. I am very excited to say that I am going to be taking on clients this year. And this is something I have been waiting for for a very long time. So I am very excited for this. It is going to be May that I start taking on clients. So I know it's a little bit early, but I wanted to get the message out there. If anyone listens to my podcast and resonates with anything that I'm saying and has thought about potentially working with me, then I I will be taking on clients in May. And I'll of course be doing another announcement closer to the time, especially on my Instagram as well. And if you don't follow me already, please go and follow my Instagram account at feelyourbowl underscore and send me a message to say hi. Because as always, I love hearing from everyone that listens to the podcast. But thank you so much again for listening. I really hope something in this podcast clicked and it helped you in some way. Have a lovely rest of your day and I will see you next week for another podcast episode. Bye.